Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's hit it. Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. All right, here we go. What you think about Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and this was created because my mom lived with dementia for 30 years. Yep, you heard me right, 30 years. And so I think it's really important for all of us to learn to share our stories. It's one of the best ways for people to um, be able to learn about the disease, raise awareness, give comfort and insight. So it makes the next person's journey just a little, little bit easier. Now, our opening music was called Clarion Call. It's by the Mark Arneson Band, and you can download that on any of your favorite music platforms if you'd like. And for those of you that are new to Alzheimer's Speaks, we are about giving you sound information, not just sound bites. We, we want to dive deep and raise all voices, big and small, from those diagnosed to those that care and serve, to advocates, researchers, um, film directors, um, musicians, and and more. And you can call in and join the conversation today because we are doing an open mic. Um, and that number is 323-870-4602. That's 323-870-4602. Now, we've got a couple of people in the pipeline, but feel free to call in and we will we will pull you in as we go. You can listen to the show um, if you call in or you can just go to um, our radio uh, page as well there and listen via your computer if you like. Now, I, I always like to give a shout out to some organizations and first and foremost is um, Memory Cafe Directory. I just believe so strongly in Memory Cafes and the way they help people living with dementia and those that care for them come together, meet a new circle of peers, and they they really talk about all of life. And it's not just dementia-focused. So if you haven't checked out the MemoryCafeDirectory.com, I would suggest that you do that. We've got almost a 1,000 of them that we know of in the U.S., um, but sad to say, just a little over 100 that have gone virtual. And if you go to that website, memorycafedirectory.com, look for Cafe Connect. That will point you to all of them that are virtual. Now, I do one that's virtual, and like many, anybody can join us. And mine is called Arthur's um, Memory Cafe. We do it on the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month at 1 o'clock uh, Central Time. And like I said, you know, this week, uh, in fact, it's tomorrow, um, we've got a couple of people joining us uh, virtually and really excited about, about that, having some newcomers and new faces. It's always, it's always fun to hear new stories. So uh, check out Memory Cafe Directory. Also, the um, Dementia Map is really growing. That's the global resource directory that Dave Wiedrich and myself developed. Um, it is just amazing, some of the resources, products, and tools that you will find on there. So check out memory, I'm sorry, check out dementiamap.com. And if you're interested in 
joining. Maybe you've got a resource product or, or tool that you want to share. I would be more than glad to give you a personal tour of that. There's on the right-hand side, there's a big tour button. Just click on that. We can set up a time. Otherwise, um, you know, if you're ready to go, uh, just click on the join and uh, you will be off and running. It's just wonderful to see all the great resources that are coming online. And then last, I want to give a shout out to Coral Health. They are still being so gracious at allowing people to download their app. Um, They have two of them, uh, Music First and Coral Faith, that they are allowing people to download free. And that is just an incredible, gracious thing that they are doing. So check them out. Go to CoralCo.com for more information. We're going to hear from the Footbar Walker, and we'll be right back. Introducing the life-changing Footbar Walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The Footbar Walker revolutionized my care of George. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000. The Footbar Walker opens and closes just like a standard walker. The only thing that is different is the top bar and the foot bar. Does that ever make a difference? Does someone you love use a walker? Do they struggle to get up from a seated position? Are you a caregiver dealing with physical pain and stress as you help your patient? The foot bar walker was designed to assist not only the patient, but also the caregiver. Patients have more control standing up, and no lifting from the caregiver is required. See how it works at thefootbarwalker.com. That's thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the foot bar walker? Do I ever? I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the foot bar walker. I I absolutely love that foot bar walker. I got to tell you. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pull in. I know Julio's on the line. So, Julio, uh, let me get you live here. And why don't you give us an update on what all you are doing in the world of Parkinson's? So, welcome to the show, Julio. Gracias, Lori. Thank you for the invitation. Um, I think uh, it's really important to let you know people that Alzheimer, dementia, or Parkinson, or any name that doctor provides to us um, can happen anytime. Can happen anyone. So I don't have any idea that I have Parkinson two years ago, and I never thought I would have Parkinson. So, so something like this is not something like uh, happening to, to a specific people. Can happen anyone, anytime. So we need to be aware more about uh, this disease or this neurological problem. When our Parkinson group, we call uh, only one family. We have people with a member with a, Alzheimer, um, dementia, or Parkinson. So we are working together. I believe that we are the data the doctor collect to, in one book to work with us. So when we come together, three or four or five, we, we share a lot of information. When you, when When somebody more than three, more than five, share what they know, how they live with the disease. It's a lot of information that, that can help to us. Um, now we are in our Parkinson group. We have a, a, a partnership with one radio station who is in, in UK. So now we will go with our service, uh, Church Sundays Live from Woodland, California, all the way to UK, 6 p.m. in the afternoon. That's something amazing for our Parkinson community who does believe in another healing um, way to how they're looking for. Um, we are open mind. We are open, always open mind. I believe it's only one brain. I believe it's only one disease. So Alzheimer's, dementia, or Parkinson, I think it's only one problem. Then we need to stay together. Uh, only if we stay together, we can push, push each other. We speak the same language. Uh, when somebody with Parkinson tell me how they feel, I understand how they feel. And when somebody with uh, dementia, somebody with Parkinson, how they feel, Alzheimer's, we know what it that mean because we live in the same the same way. Um, we feel the same food treasure, we feel the same pain, but in the same way we have the same hope. It's a lot of, it's, it's, we're not sentenced. It's a lot of hope. It's a lot of more, it's more things good to do for our life. So, Doing great. I think we're doing great and amazing. Um, we have some um, uh, sketches. Saturday, we invite people with uh, with Parkinson. We are people with Parkinson who they show us how they live in more than 40 years with Parkinson. It's 
isn't amazing how they can motivate to others. So I think uh, I think the best that you, you can do is you can do is motivate others, and then um, and that way we're gonna be more stronger. Now your group is called Living with Parkinson's Daily, and that is uh, again your group that that meets on Saturday, and it's a very interesting group because you invite speakers um, from all around the world. To talk about Parkinson's, I've been to a couple of your meetings and and was really impressed with the information and the variety of people and then the span um, across the world of of who is joining you. Um, How did you get that started, Julio? Uh, It wasn't amazing. Uh, When I was diagnosed with with Parkinson's disease, my doctor told me that I had Parkinson's. That's something that I never expected. So I feel so lonely. I feel so in a room by myself. And then I tried to jump in Facebook, try to look for some people with Parkinson. It was many regulations in Facebook. You cannot say this. You cannot say that. You cannot talk about this. You cannot talk about that. So too many regulations. So I create only one group with only one rules, which is respect. We need to respect each other, our belief. We need to respect each other, our ideas. And that's how we do. And then uh, I start with 19 members. Now we are almost 355 uh, around the con- around the world. Um, we have people around Africa. Uh, we have Iceland, New Zealand, UK, Denmark, England, Germany, Brazil, Argentina. Oh, we are more than 87 countries in the group. And then uh, it is interesting when when we we try to show our people how somebody in, in Germany with Parkinson. So they need to, we understand more about difference, we understand more about uh, economic situation. When you talk with somebody in Africa, so some, sometimes we complain that we don't have one medication on time. So they don't have any medication for dealing with Parkinson in Africa, in, U- in Uganda, in Kenya. So, so I don't know, so just I opened the, <laughs> the the page and people come, people come and talk each other, and then we're a family. We're a family. We, 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 we believe in each other. That's the most important thing, in, and we support each other. That's the most important thing too. Wonderful. Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you for calling in, Julio. I really, really appreciate you sharing it again. His group is called Living with Parkinson's Daily. You can find him on Facebook. And um, connect that way if you are interested. Um, wonderful, wonderful information. Let me see who we've got on the line next. We've got somebody with a um, <clears throat> 3179 number. Who am I speaking with now? 3179? Lisa. 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 How you doing, Lisa? I'm doing good. How are you, Lori? I am doing very, very well, and I just want to extend my sympathies on the loss of your your mother. You've done just an amazing job in caring for her long distance um, and writing your book, your tributes to her, and so forth. Um, What do you have up your sleeve now, Lisa? (laughs) That's an interesting way of putting it. Um, (laughs) You know what? You look out in the universe and you see what's wanted and needed. And um, I just wrote, I didn't post it yet, my uh, tribute to my mom. So I'm, I'm going to say my last post for my blog, but may mm-hmm. not be my last. Um, I never, you know, all, the, all these years I've never spoke like uh, I'm a caregiver to tell you this and that. I can just go from my own experiences, especially, as you said, a long-distance caregiver. But anyway, so after my mom passed away, which for me was – a relief. Mm-hmm. For three years, I, I prayed for her to pass away, to go to sleep, to have some peace. And um, it's interesting, like, I just cried more while she was alive than after. I miss her. I love her. And I'm so glad that she's at peace. Anyway, so, the, as and this is interesting. Um, I, whoever's listening may not know me, but... Um, I had this wonderful condolence message from Virginia Bigger from Us Against Alzheimer's. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting because what she wrote was she thanked me for being, which, Lori, you and I go back so many years, a pioneer, and that how I spoke 
from honesty and truth when people wouldn't speak out. So I've been doing this since like 2011, 2013. Um, Anyway, so there's all these different groups where people share um, wonderful groups all over Facebook. You know them. I know them. Um, They're wonderful. And it was like, for me, it was what is out there, what's needed and wanted. And what I started, but it's not me. People are thanking me. It's not me. I started a group for everybody, mm-hmm. anybody who has a family. Uh, 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 it could be a friend, a loved one who passed away from any form of dementia. And interesting, I called it Alzheimer's Memorial Group. And when I did that, Lori, I thought of you because mm-hmm. I know that when you first started out, with Alzheimer's Speak Radio, we talked about how you had said, I wish I had maybe caught a dementia. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's, 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 unless, like my husband looks at me when I say this, unless Facebook takes this down, it's here to stay for forever. And, and what it is, is for anyone that would like to post a picture, a bunch of pictures of someone that they love that passed away from any form of dementia, Mm-hmm. And if they want to share a memory or a, a tribute to them, it's there. So it's this, you know, just started. There's 444 people that are already on it. Loads of people putting photos, and and it and then I stated it's it's not me. I'm not doing anything with it unless someone did something that should not be posted on Facebook or on anything. I'll then delete it as a minister, but that's it. I'm, I'm not here to do anything else with it other than to give everyone a page, a place for them to share something that they want to share. If they don't want to share, then they won't share. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm up to. <laughs> well, that's, that's wonderful. I think that that uh, will give people a lot of peace. And, and just kind of that living memorial, I think, is really important. Um, you know, I, when I do my talks and stuff, I talk about, you know, how doctors kind of tell you to prepare for the end, but I really tell people to prepare and build a living memorial. Notice those brilliant moments that you might have passed by before and, you know, and capture them in some format. If that is, a, if it's a poem, if it's a picture, if it's a video, if it's an audio, um, if it's just a scribble to yourself, you know, or a full-blown story. But, you know, capture those things because those are the things that you're going to want to hold tight to afterwards. And and as the journey progresses, you know, those little moments of joy, I think, are, are really, really important for us to grab a hold of and, and be part of. Um, well, so, mm-hmm. yeah, But a little differently. I mean, I have loads of photos from my mother and I have so many videos of that that make me laugh and 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 smile, and then there's a few that could be a little sadder, but but so much of where I saw her innocence. But I think the contribution of this page is on most of the groups. I mean, if if you see what people, I could ask questions, or what can you do about this, or the first UTI and acting out, and then and then a lot of people just post my my mother or my father went you know, their wings, they took their wings, they're in heaven. But so I just think it's it's um, not a collection of anyone's momentums, but a place to. It's like I don't want to say a cemetery. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but a memorial, a memorial, I think is really yep. the right word for it. Yep, yep. And now is that is that site up and running, or will that be part of your blog, or how do people? No, no, and, I, and no, and I'm not linking it to anything. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's called Alzheimer's Memorial Group. Okay. And like I said, I kind I kind of should have done. Uh, Dementia Memorial Group, but because it's in honor of my mother, mm-hmm. um, because it's in honor of her, and she had Alzheimer's, I called it Alzheimer's. But mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, I mean, this is this is what the page says. 
Let me just get to it. It's it's well, it's, and I will continue in a few weeks to post again. I won't say I'm starting, but that's how I mm-hmm. spread things around. I mm-hmm. I wrote I'm starting this new group for anyone who would like to honor, share a memory of a loved one who has passed away from any form of dementia. And this is the most important line to me. This group belongs to all of us. And I wrote, this is in honor of my mom, Ruth Elian, who passed away February 5th, 2021, after 16 years of suffering from Alzheimer's disease. So mm-hmm. that's that's what it is. It's, um, it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And I think that's how things grow and people share. Um, I, you know, I think that's, that's a brilliant, um, brilliant piece uh, to be able to do. So um, I'm going to go ahead and I, I think Kate is on the line. Kate Lau. Let me just see. Kate, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, Hi, I am. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Julia. Uh, my name is Kate Lau. I live in oh, Illinois. Hi, hi. I've heard of you, your name and I actually was looking at your book. <laughs> and uh, yes, I said, "Hey, hey, Laurie, I know this name. She's famous, right? She's somebody famous." <laughs> I actually offered it as an ebook free last week, and the second one I'm going to do oh. in, a, in a week or two. Oh, if, okay. if you have um, if you can download an ebook, I can. See, I live alone now, and um. I was just thinking, what am I going to do with all my books? Donate them. What? So I said, I'm not going to have books in this place. So I'm going to start reading e-books. And I've just started reading e-books. And uh, it's so nice to not be able to worry about boxes of books, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I've been great... reading e-books for years. And my husband, who is an avid reader, who really yes. loves literature... He yes. won't get rid of books. He goes to the yes. library. Even now that COVID, though, he can go pick up books again. He picks up books. Yes. He loves to feel them and touch them. Yes. <laughs> so don't yes. let him hear about and, us. <laughs> yes, and the smell of books and the and the leafing through the books, the touch, the texture, the you know, that's why I had so many books. And mm-hmm. uh, now, you know, it's got to go. We have curbside uh, pickup at the library. And 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 the oh, girls that pick them up, and they're so Lily, afraid where, of me. Lily, where do you so. live? <laughs> uh, where I do live you in, live? Uh, I live in Champaign, Illinois, University uh-huh. of Illinois. Mhm. Okay. I live in um, New York City. Pardon me. I live in New York City. Oh yeah. In Manhattan. I've been to New York. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I I, I heard you saying about um. You cried more when your mom was alive than you did after she passed. And that's what happened in February of this year. Uh, my ex-mother-in-law, who's a very good friend of mine, she mm-hmm. passed. And uh, I have behavior variant frontotemporal lobe dementia. And uh, many, many people were looking at me like, hey, hello. What is even my pastor was looking at me? What on earth is her problem? She just stood there by the casket, stared and stared and stared, and people are crying. And after that, she turned around and walked out. And the family was all looking, were all looking at me. But they did not know that I have no empathy because that is part of the symptoms of frontotemporal lobe. But, but when I was with her at the hospital, I could empathize, but I did not cry either. I cannot cry. See, that's, that's Do you think you're blocking of, it? Do you, because uh, I'm, in, I'm in a similar place. Do you feel like you're blocking the uh, emotion? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's a blunted emotion, but then uh, it's just constant. You don't mean to block it, but it's one of the symptoms. And uh, I just could not feel but then I, I did kiss her, and I know I love her. And she knows. She knew. She knew I loved her. 
her last words to me was, I love you. And uh, how nice is that? Mm-hmm. But I, I could not feel, and I felt terrible after that. Oh, my goodness, you know, I could not feel. And uh, then you go to a memorial, mostly there's people crying and all that, and they all knew that I was very close to her. But they do not want to understand. <laughs> I've been trying to tell them that it's different than Alzheimer's, but they're not interested. So, um, mm-hmm. well, it's on them. They they don't want to be educated. So yes, I understand. Um, I was I felt like well, I told myself. I think I read it somewhere that she's just going to the other room. She's just going to the you know. I'm going to see her mm-hmm. again. That's all I could mm-hmm. think about. It, it's not that far, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. that helped. That helped it because I could not feel. I could not empathize with the rest of the group. And it comes to the point where I'm not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't feel. It's almost like, hey, I'm sorry, I have BZFTD. I used to apologize. I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not suffering. That's all exactly. I can think that's about. Exact, that's, that's really key to, I think, what you're saying or what yep. you're feeling. Right, Lori? Oh, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I, I, I just wrote blog posts that I, that I'm gonna post probably either tomorrow or next week. But one of the lines in it, Lily, is as I wrote, as I reminisce, I realize that I want to celebrate my mom's life and not her passing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and and that's such a healthy way to be able to frame it. And everyone goes through the process of grief, you know, different levels and and uh, different times, which is is totally fine. Um, but yeah, when you can get to that place about not where it's not pulling you down, but it's lifting you up in terms of, gosh, how lucky was I, you know, to have known this person and to be part of their life. And and I think so well, often. Also- mm-hmm. Also, not to not to like worry about them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes, that they're at peace. Yep. I mean, it goes did, did back to my it? mom would my mother if if her wishes her her directive could have been followed in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. she would have been she would have passed on three years ago. You know, when everything that she stated, which we try to get, uh, the nursing home wouldn't do it. They said it's against a Florida lawyer did it. Um, you know, um, so her wishes were not to be alive the way she was anymore. So that was like really a very difficult part for me as her daughter, um, and and trying to give her her wishes, I wasn't able to. So. She's mm-hmm. a piece, and I don't have to worry about her anymore. Um, yeah. You know, it's your mother. I mean, it's my mother. You know, and and but I'm I'm right now, right now for me, and I don't know, Lori and Lily, where it will go. But right now for me, is I'm so okay with her being at peace that. It's opened up for me a space to feel relieved, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not going to use the word happy, but mm-hmm. um, happy for her. Yes, happy for her. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, Good. she's still a part of you, and you're always a part of her because you are having a memorial for her, something written for her, and she's still so much a part of your life. She's still alive in you. In that you are doing all yes, these things. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but it, in a different way. Now you can, you can write about her life. Whereas when she was alive, you were, you were taking care of her. And now you can write about the times you had with her. I think the last thing I wrote, I think it's going to be my last piece. I mean, like my books were writing. My, my my relationship, my mother did not really become unconditionally loving until after she got ill. It's an interesting relationship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 16 years ago is when I got close with my mom, really close. And before that, we could go at it with each other. 
So it opened up for me. That that's the other thing. Some people I know when their parent when I was in a um a care a support group at the Alzheimer's, um there were a bunch of actually all women there. It could have been a man that joined but they weren't. And um they shared that they lost their mother, their best friend. They used to call their mother every day. Their mother was alive, but that they couldn't share with them and talk to them and tell them these things. And, and I was coming from a different position. I all of a sudden had a mother that I just adored, that I just like got just like anything she said was like so warm and loving. And, and so I was letting her in, not feeling like I lost a mother. Wow, that's such a that's so encouraging because I have a daughter. Oh my goodness, <laughs> she's a bit difficult, and she hasn't talked to me in years. She saw me at Grandma's funeral, and then she came to me, and she just gave me a long, long hug, and she walked away. And uh, hopefully, we will have. Some kind of a, I don't believe in really closure, closure. We will have um, some kind of a, not really a deep relationship, but at least we will talk, we will, you know, the grandkids will get to know me. Um, and that would be great, you know. I mean, hearing that you had somewhat of a, of a um, challenge, challenging relationship. And then you became so very close. But, you know, what's interesting is I've had friends say to me, two very close friends, um, that said to me, maybe your mother was always like this and you just never saw it. Hmm? That maybe my mother was, all the things that I fell in love with my mother after she got ill was maybe that's Hmm? who my mother was, but I was too busy, which would relate to your daughter, um, finding these things that bothered me about my mother, that I didn't like about my mother, that my mother was righteous, that we would bunk heads. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and yet our personalities, I hate to say, were similar in, in a lot of ways. And it was her mm-hmm. getting ill that she became, she became, I thought, different. You know, she wasn't as um, mm-hmm. uh, argumentative or she wasn't as righteous. Um, well, you know, I don't know. They, they, they say sometimes that what we see in other people is what we don't like in ourselves, but we don't necessarily yeah. know. <laughs> they say, amen, amen to that. Absolutely. I actually recognize some of my own, um, well, you know, some of my own uh, the good things about me and her. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean. So, I, so, I so is there an open? Is is there? <laughs> if I feel a little bad, Lily, in the sense of, like, I, and it is. Have you reached out to your daughter, or she, and she's not responsive to it? No, no, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I kept on, you know, when my grandkids um, had birthdays, I would send them, or graduation, high school graduation, I'd send them cards and, you know, um, money, and and now they're in high school. I went like, hey, they're not saying thank you. That means they're still afraid of their mom, so I, I don't want to cause any more problems, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day they, they can choose. See, either okay. they want to see me or they don't. My My daughter has a very strong personality. If she says no... Uh, her husband wouldn't do anything, neither will her grandkids, and that's how she manipulated me, and that's how she got away with it, because she's so strong. Actually, she's so weak. I mean, she's so strong, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, family, dynamics are, family dynamics are very powerful. And, you know, it's kind of like walking on eggshells because no matter how much you want to address something, it's like, you know, you, you think of the ramifications and, and you think further out than just yourself in terms of who all is this going to affect. And, and it sounds like that's, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, the angle that you're looking at it, which I totally, totally understand. And, um, you know, it's, it's just family's just not easy all the time to, to work with. You know, I still, since my, you know, my dad died in, in 2001, my mom in 2014 from, from dementia. And I mean, we really just don't talk at, at all anymore. And my older brother Aww. and I were never overly close, but my younger brother and I were always really close. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's awkward now. It's different. I, you know, and you kind of go, why, what happened, what changed, but it's that, it's that link, that kind of parental link that even though she was living with dementia for many, many years, um, she still was holding us together as a family. There was, there was some kind of link there and that link is missing now. And it's just, it's all changed. Is that guilt that Laurie, that you were the Um, one that was taking of mom and then now, you know, they look back and then they feel like, you know, they were not there. No. You know, it, I mean, it, it could be that. It, it could be um, resentment that I was there, too. You know, some people would rather be resentful of someone else than to feel guilt and acknowledge their own feelings, you know, in terms of why. But it, it's hard to say, you know. It's just, um, it's just very, very different. Very, very different. And I think, you know, not all families experience that, but a lot of families do. And yes. everybody grieves a little bit differently and processes things a little differently. And, you know, we gotta we have to respect that in the, in the process as well. I'm hearing somebody rummaging around someplace um, in the background. Um, I don't know if, if that's you, Kate, or if that's Lisa. But oh, I'm uh, hearing you on the phone. It's oh. my husband opening an Amazon package. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we're picking them up. <laughs> so okay, funny. sorry. He no, came in the no. room to get a scissor. <laughs> no, that's sorry. Okay. That's okay. Uh that's a real life, yeah, you know, in today's age. I'm gonna just pull Julio in. He's still on the line here and see if there's anything he wants to add to this conversation about, you know, family dynamics and and loss. Um Julio it was, any, any, it was great hearing what he does. Yeah, he's he's Thank a little powerhouse. You're a little powerhouse. You, uh, I I think um listening to you it is something like that people don't realize that any disease affecting the whole family. And when you are diagnosed with Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's is not only affecting you affecting your family, it's affecting your close friends, your community. Even even your children, your church, is affecting every, everybody. So everybody is affecting. So now you will see who really loves you, who really going to stay next to you, who, who, who really knows. But I lost my mom when I was only five years old, at 56. So I've been living with a mom for 50 years. And then she died by cancer. And then, um, then I, I still missing her. And I still missing here sometimes, especially when you need mom, at that time when you need mom. The that I can tell you, everybody, right now, is that we need to build memories. We need to build good memories. Build good memories for the family, for our friends, but for our uh, members in the family that are suffering with this. It is not easy. It is not easy. Nobody can tell you it is easy. Uh, but I can, the that I can say is that, I can say is that we are not alone. We are strong. We are more than one. We are a community. And sometimes we need to, that's what I'm saying, that's what I speak to our people in Paris, and I say, we speak the same language. People that don't have Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson, um, they don't understand what we're talking about. They don't understand. But mm-hmm. when we have something in common, we understand exactly what, you, I, I, what you're talking about. I understand, I feel what you're talking about right now. That made me feel like I, I part of this, you know, so, but I'm really, I don't know, this is a really motivation for me to just keep going. I think um, we know that the end is coming. We know that. I think the end is coming for everybody at any time. So just build memories. Build good memories. So you want to be remembered for, for for what you did, for what you do, right, for your, for your family, your community, your friends. And then um, 
people with a disease around the world that need us. They really, really, really need us. Go out there, reach somebody, help them, support them, telling them how we're doing. So that's what that's the best thing that we that I can do, and I think is the best thing that we can do. So mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, ladies, for for you for the conversation. But really, really a pleasure for me listening to you. It's a it's a motivation for me. Great. Thank you, Julio. Um, Lisa, one thing that I wanted to ask you was I, um, as we were chatting here, I pulled up the um, Alzheimer's Memorial Group, and I see right. you've grown to 444 people already, and I know that you just started this. How? And, and there's lots and lots of um, pictures that have been submitted, but how do people submit them? Because I'm not seeing, oh, here it is, create a post. It wasn't showing before. So I was like, how are they getting them on there? <laughs> But, oh, I don't know. I was going to ask you. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, because just, I just I just see the pictures come up. You know, it's like, okay, so you, you saw a link of button? Yeah, it's, it's it's on there now. Um, once you become a member, maybe when I clicked it, it just took a little while because there, there wasn't that create a post. So once you're a member, you can create a post. And people, I mean, there's just a ton of great pictures here and you know, talking about their loved ones and things. So this is amazing that you started this page so shortly ago and um, are getting this kind of response. So this is fantastic. It is filling a need. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, it's nothing. It's If people make comments, I've been making comments or clicking the care. I I wish they put another uh, thing on it, you know. Um, But... Yeah, it really, I think it's, if you look at all the different groups that have been around, that are all around, that have 5,000, loads of members or whatever, um, it's it's just like, I actually, Lori, I know know we have heard and, and, and I've seen pictures of your mom. I mean, like. I want you to put a picture, I mean, you you're going to either do it or not do it, but just, it's like. I don't know. I th- I think it really is something for everybody. I mean, it's everybody's page. That's what I mean by everybody. This is not mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. No, and I, you, I will add have... something. Um... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kate. Oh, before I forget, <laughs> do you have a, a support group, uh, Lisa, of your own? No. No. So no. what what uh, what is this page that uh Laurie's talking about? Oh, it's called uh, on Facebook. It's called the Alzheimer's Memorial Group. Uh-huh. Which I just started, but it's for it's like when you just talked about your ex-mother-in-law. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's for anyone that has any form of dementia that has passed away. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It could be your next door neighbor. It's someone that that someone feels um, a, a kindness to, a, a closeness to, mm-hmm. and if they would like to post a picture or just um, a memory or a tribute to mm-hmm. them. But what but what we're seeing, right, Lori, is like I think almost every single one, if you scroll down, has a picture or a few pictures. Yep. How wonderful. Yeah. Actually, Lori. So. Um, and, and and everyone's name on it, um, so anyone can scroll and see. But one or two people put a video on, um, and um, it, it's it's like a, it's a place for people to have their loved one, whoever that loved one is. Sure, whoever. It's like all these other groups that are around. Yeah. People either are writing, my mother, you know, um, was hallucinating or, you know, they're sharing what's going on. Does anyone, I just need to like vent or does anyone know how to handle this? Um, It's it's a different kind of thing. This is just, this is, if, if if people started posting, how do I do this? How do I do that? That's not what this is supposed to be. But the way I'm seeing Uh them all come in now is people really understand what it is mm-hmm. do they do they attach a story to it or a short paragraph or something about uh about their loved ones 
I think, I, Lori, what would you say? Yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. not like a... It, it's, um, you know, and I don't want to, because this is a, a private group, but, you know, people are saying sure. um, something like, you know, my mom passed away, and they'll maybe put sure. the date, what age she was, and, and then mm-hmm. what they felt, you know, about the disease. Um, others are, you know, they're, they're celebrating life. Um, everyone's kind of yes. in, in, in a different space. Um, some are putting older pictures of their, their loved ones. Some are putting recent ones. So um, there's, there's just, a, there's no right or wrong, you know, in terms right, of, right. of how you're, how you're dealing with this and, and what you want to share, um, you know, publicly within this, within this private group. So, but yes. it's, it's, it's okay. nice. That can, are you seeing, Lori, are you mm-hmm. seeing it as private? Well, it's, a, I thought I made it, Okay, I thought it anyone, made it public because someone, are you seeing okay. it? As, I'm trying to find. Well, let me look here because it says anyone can see who's in the group and what, oh, no, I take that back. It is. I thought I saw something earlier where it was private. So, no, it is a because, public well, group. No, because someone someone asked me, um, is it a public group or a private group? And I know, like, all the groups that I've been on um, are private. Mm-hmm. So I made it public, and I asked the person back. No, it's a public group. Do you have an objection to that? I, and 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 I They never wrote me back about it. But no, and it says right under the group name that it is public. I don't know where I. I, I might have been on a different page but, when but I was do you find, around. Do you, tell me, tell me though. Do you because I could. Do you find that? It's like someone can post something on. And be on a private group and post something that's not mm-hmm. appropriate. And I think, mm-hmm. quote, the administrator should be watching and they can take it down. So to me, I'll, I'll be check, checking on this. Um, that's my involvement is checking on it and making comments when I'd like to or not or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And if I see something inappropriate, then I'm going to take it down. But I didn't think of doing it as a private group because if I'm saying it's open, I don't know every single person. As it will spread, mm-hmm. and I believe it will ricochet and spread, yeah. that as it spreads, I don't know every person out there who has been uh, affected by someone, you know, pa- did passing away from dementia. And so, you know, some of them ask you questions. Why do you want to join my group? And Mm-hmm. Um, like I, if this is everyone's page, then who am I to, you know, filter it out? But yes, if anything is actually Facebook is being a little tough and now on people anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they finally think... uh, maybe woke up a little about. So if I have any uh, spies coming in, here. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I think you know it, it is. It does say it's public, um, and that is pretty clear. And you know, a lot of people have already published obituaries, and you know, and that's public and stuff. You know, when someone has passed, so. I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Um, I just I, I don't know. I, I must have gotten it confused with another page that I was that I was on. No, but please that, tell so. me if you think that it should be private because I, I majorly respect you. No, I love that it's public actually, um, and the reason I do is because I think this is a this is a world problem, and it needs the world's compassion. And it needs people to feel that they can be safe in that world, too, and and have a voice and talk about it, even if their journey is over. Some may continue on. Some may drop out. Again, no right or wrong. But it's it's nice to have a place to honor your loved one and to honor that journey that you were on Mm -hmm. together. And Mm -hmm. I think it makes it easier for the next person in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, where, how they deal with it. Um, and as well, the numbers grow, I think it'll just give more and more comfort to people as well that they're not alone. Well, I'm with a I'm with a, a private group, um, and so there's uh, several admins. I, I'm an admin in the group, so it's a private group. Um, I'm normally with the FTD group because I know 
more about FDD, but I also do all the other groups. Uh, it's a private group, but on my uh, Facebook group, I have a public group that is my page. I make it public, and uh, there are a lot of followers because they, they, they didn't know about um, early onset dementia. Mm-hmm. So I opened that to early onset, and I put it under early onset dementia. I put it under behavior variant. I put it under, you know, hashtag this and that, this and that. And that's public. And mm-hmm. I get questions. And, yeah, it, it's okay to make it public if it's just your page out of Facebook. I think that is that is uh, that benefits. A lot of people. Well, and I and I think too, you know, you're. This isn't a page where there's going to be typically a lot of conversation going back and forth. That's not how Lisa set it up. Where with with other groups like Memory People and Forget Me Not and your group Uh and and so many others. I mean, people are having very personal conversations. You know, in and and the most you can do is uh, to allow people to know if it's public or not, and then they've got to make their make their decision and and go from there. I do want to mention. Is memory people still around, Lori? I don't know. I I think so. Yeah, I think they closed years ago. No, they are. Yeah, but I'm thinking. I mean, like, yeah. Well, because I used to post. They had a a book one, so I used to put my book on it, and in the beginning, and I don't think they're even even up and running anymore. And I actually thought about. um, I'm forgetting her name. Who was his right hand? Leanne. Uh, lovely, lovely. Leanne. Lovely, lovely. Because mm-hmm. I remember in the beginning I had to get permission to post my blog on it and my book on it. But I actually thought, because I thought about people that have pages like Forget Me Not and, and more Mac, you know, that's so wonderful that after all these years they're still here and, and still going. Um, Harry well, I, and, I just and Norm. It up and it's still, you know, February 10th looks like it was the last posting on, on memory your, people mm-hmm. and for yep. memory people mm-hmm. yes Rick Phelps but, and um, Leanne and they also have their yeah. own radio show I think once a month mm-hmm. okay yes I think so yeah so this it, it looks different though than it used to because it looks yeah, like they had, yeah. just their posting it doesn't look like it's a conversation um, right. From what I'm seeing right, here, I see, but, right. I see three things. But that um, that may have changed. I don't know. But it it looks like it's just their post. But maybe that's all I can see because that can be that can be changed too. So um, it's it's hard to say. You know, in groups of you know people have to be aware. Groups do evolve here, and um, and that's okay. Um, and one group might fit your needs and then all of a sudden it might not anymore. And again, there's no right or wrong. You've got plenty of choices out there, uh, to be able to, to check out and, um, and things. So, you know, don't, don't worry about that. Um, you know, it's, it's good information to get and, Mm -hmm. um, and see see what's what. I do want to mention a couple of things here. I got a, a couple of emails. One is from um, Maria Schreiber's group, um, WAM, and I just thought that I would mention this. She's got WAM Weekly Educate Your Brain and, and um, Empower Your Life, and in that she notes um, just some films that people might want to watch that are okay. uh, new, new films. Um, one is called The Artist's Wife, the other Wait, is the called, artist what? The artist's life, L-I-F-E? It, the artist's wife, W, wife, like husband oh, and wife. Oh, wife, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the other one is called The Father. There's Can another one. That? It's The Father. The father, father, like a mother-father? Yep, yep. Okay. And, and then falling, like falling down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Falling, and then Supernova um, is out, and she just, you know, mentioned that there's all of a sudden a lot of real poignant um, portrayals and stuff, you know, on these, and it might be something that 
that people want to um, want to check out on that. Right. So she's got um, kind of a Q and A um, question and answer. You know, Wham is is um, you know women against uh, um, women against Alzheimer's movement, uh-huh. and so. She does a lot of really cool things there. So I listened to this course of, that she presented. I think it was Science of Prevention. It was like a 10-week thing a few months mm-hmm. ago where someone spoke. Maybe it was um, someone spoke about a different thing every day, and now they keep sending you know emails on it. Um, mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah, it could have been has- like on eating health. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she well, I know she of, was. She's a big. She's she's a, a fan, a big fan of yours, right? Yeah. Well, and I'm a big fan of her. She's she's amazing. Yeah. So well, I certainly, I majorly admire her. Yeah. yeah. I read um, the Sunday paper every every week. I read the Sunday I love paper. And then, <laughs> I love the Sunday uh, paper. Who is that? Um, oh, the professor. What's the name? Uh, she um uh when dementia knocks or something have you have you read mm-hmm. hers i have not i have not there's she, so many books okay, out there used, compared to what there used to be yeah oh my right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> she wrote little articles every sunday mhm it's called when dementia knocks it used to be called dementia land and and she changed the name of it very, and very I don't know, but Lori, I thought you might be interested. So I read, my husband gave me an article from the Sunday New York Times, and it was all about um, people with dementia, Alzheimer's, and being in the nursing homes um, during COVID. And it was my mom, we got caught in that also. And I mm-hmm. didn't even think of this that people that um, were used to having a loved one come how it Mm -hmm. stopped, and how they talked about, like, someone came to see their husband, you know, look through the window, and the husband didn't understand why they wouldn't come in, and that some of the people were really afraid of seeing people with masks on, like Mm -hmm. the nurses and the aides. Yep. And they didn't. You can't. And they. And even if you try, if they were still understanding everything, they didn't. And you told them, then they didn't remember why. And it was a little frightening. Things like I thought, like, wow, I never even thought about this stuff. Um, it was really interesting. And also about, um, it, they talked about how people in the nursing homes, people with dementia, are more apt to get COVID because also. They putting a mask on them. They don't want to keep it on. I yeah. mean, I'm not sure about oh, something no. like that. Yeah, and they didn't understand it. And and so I thought I actually thought like I was glad that my mom was past then. That's mm-hmm. that's the kind of things like you know how how scary or like people just being shut down. I and I thought of this woman that I would see every year came to see her husband every single day since he was there. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, and he was not doing great when I left last year uh-huh. um, in February. And I thought about like, I'm sure he didn't. So, I mean, she just got locked out. She couldn't go to see him and he would be so used to her being there every day. Oh, sure. So, but- Listen, yeah. ladies, we've got to wrap up. Well, the hour has blown by. Julio, thank you so much for joining us as well. Um, and, again, Julio's group is called Living with Parkinson's Daily. Uh, Lisa Hirsch, you can check out her um, her uh, Facebook page there as well that we talked about. And uh, Kate Lau, she's all over Facebook doing all kinds of things. So again, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. I will give a shout out real quick to um, Mods Awards. They are seeking innovations in Alzheimer's care and it opens their awards uh, applications um, open up Tuesday, March 2nd. So just go to modsawards.org. And uh, for me, just go to alzheimerspeaks.com. You can always like, click, and share. Um, Please feel free to subscribe to our radio show. We have um, much more to offer if you go to the site as well. I want to thank everyone. And, again, if you've been listening, maybe you'll be brave enough to call in next time we do an open mic. 
Take care. And I have one thing. Kate, Kate, are we friends on Facebook? Um, no. <laughs> we'll be friends. So how do you spell your last name? Uh, L-A-U. Lau. Okay. It's K-A-T-E. Okay, great. No, no, no. no. It's What is it? C-A-T-E. Got it. I got it. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes. Nice talking to you all. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Love you, Lori. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.